Hey guys, welcome to May. It is a special week. This week we are doing a live event all week on my Facebook group, which I'll put a link below. It is my five-week course squished into five days of Re-Engage Your Heart. It's all about reconnecting your heart, and I wanted to gift this to all you moms out there, all you women out there for the month of May. So here goes day one of Re-Engage Your Heart. Hello, everyone. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. Um, I am going to pop my uh, link here for those that are wanting the PDF file of Reengage Your Heart. I'm so excited. I am so excited. All right, let's see if it's coming up here. Waiting and waiting. Okay, let me put this in the link here and oh, Oh no, that is definitely not the right link, guys. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> okay. How is everyone doing? I want to hear from you and all of you. So type in the comments, how was your weekend? How was, um, in Colorado, it's actually raining. It never rains here. So it's incredible. All right. So let's get this ball rolling. I just, hi, Ashley. I'm so glad you're here. Um, all right, let's get this rolling. Okay, so if you are new here, I just wanted to share that this whole week, as I was praying for the month of May, um, I know that it's a big month for a lot of moms, a lot of grieving moms who wish they had babies in their hands. And there's a lot of moms that don't have kids anymore in the home and maybe they're spiritual moms. So when I say I wanted this to be a gift to moms, I, I mean that in the spiritual sense of mothers and really being sensitive to those that are still waiting to hold their own and um, this is for women. This is celebrating you. And I think that um, really the father's heart to love on his women is humongous right now. Um, there's a call for our hearts to return back to him. So good morning, Angela. It's so fun to see you on here too. Um, <clears throat> so today starts off the kick of a five-day event this normally would be five weeks. So Re-Engage Your Heart is a five-week course that I'm giving away for five days. <laughs> so it's going to be jam-packed. It's going to be uh, probably a little sense of, wow, this is overwhelming. Um, information, tools, and yes, um, I would love for you to take your time, go back, and I'm going to I posted a link below and you can download the course for free and you can do it on your own for the next five weeks. And if you would love to, um, I am a coach. I would love to come alongside you and help guide you through that process one-on-one. -on -one. It is my heart for women 
to re-engage their hearts um, because it's birthed out of my own story and my own disconnect that I had for so long. And I'm still journeying through it, y'all. I have not arrived, but I have taken this journey wholeheartedly. And that is why I have created my podcast, which is Holistic Hearts. If you haven't heard that, you can hear it on iTunes um, or Apple Podcasts as it is now, Spotify, any podcast platform. Um, it should be on there on most pod podcast platforms. So, um, so I am a mama. I am a mama of four. I have a 14-year-old, a 12-year-old, and twin boys that are 10. And uh, life is full. <laughs> we have a dog named Banner. He is a quarantine pup. He turns one this week. And um, so it is, it is my mission in life to empower others to experience God face-to-face. -face. And one of my all-time favorite things is to create space for you to encounter him. And by doing that, um, it's on the podcast, it's called an encounter. And that is where you get to use your imagination to come to him face to face. And really why that's important, which we'll talk a lot on Wednesday, I believe we'll be talking about encounters, but we use our imaginations all the time. We can say, picture a sucking a lemon and our bodies respond with saliva. And I believe God used, created us to have an imagination to experience him. And so that is my deepest passion is to connect you and help you realize that you are able to hear him clearly and he is there for you all along. So Okay, so that is who I am. This is what I do. Um, I've created this specific Facebook group for um, moms who are wanting that holistic faith of mind, body, and spirit. My background is in personal training, and I have walked a very long journey of um, just going after the more. I was very hungry for more, and I'll go, go into that story in just a little bit, but um, just wanted to open up and tell you a little bit about myself. Um, I have been married to my husband for, it'll be 16 years in May. Um, we have walked uh, a journey <laughs> and um, I am so, he is one of my best friends. He is my best friend and um, just a dear, dear friend to my heart. And he shows me the love of Jesus um, so tangibly. So, um, all right, so I said that we would have giveaways, um, and today I want to give away a three-pack session with me for spiritual coaching. So if you comment below or you tag a friend, invite a friend to experience this course, if you're listening to the podcast, because this will be airing on the podcast every day this week, um, so welcome. Welcome. Uh, then if you share it and you tag Holistic Hearts or you tag um, Kristen Fields Chadwick, which is on IG and Facebook, you will enter a chance to win the three-pack coaching sessions with me. So that's three 60-minute appointments with me. So that's the giveaway today, guys. Yay! So good job, Ashley. Thanks for tagging somebody already. All right. So here we go. I think... Nope. There's one more thing. All right. Hi, Jess. 
Jess is my sweet neighbor and she is a lovely, lovely lady. Um, the last thing that I was going to say is if you want to, um, get the PDF, don't forget to do the link in the, in the comments. It was the first comment. So scroll back, click on that link. It does sign you up for my newsletter. I promise I'm not annoying with my newsletters. It's all, um, if I do it weekly, it's called the weekly goods. It's usually what my podcast was about, what I'm listening to, uh, what I'm reading, those kind of things. So, um, and that will also give you the PDF. If you are already a subscriber to my newsletter, just send me a DM or an email and I will forward you the PDF for this course. All right. Okay. I think I took care of all of the logistics. All right. Holy Spirit. Again, I just surrender this whole time to you. I surrender my voice to you. I surrender um, my heart to you. God, I know that there's so many women, especially after this year, that are feeling disconnected from their hearts. We're just... Um, in survival. And we just ask for you to, um, open our eyes, open our ears to how you are beckoning us back into your presence. Help us to be aware of the invitations in Jesus name. Okay. All right. So here we go. Day one or week one, as you'll see in the PDF, this first tool that we're going to talk about, um, Actually, you know, before we even start, I just, I just want to tend to your precious heart because um, I need to set the stage. Uh, in order for your vulnerability and my vulnerability, there has to be a real, um, a real honesty and to let you know that this is a safe space. Okay. And for my heart to know that it's a safe space, that you honor my story and I honor yours. And so I want to share with you first and foremost, who God is. Okay. I don't know if you've grown up in the church or if you've had a gnarly history with God, but I do want to tell you that he is kind. He is gentle He's good and he's oh so faithful. He's a chaser after your heart. He is a giver. He's a teacher. And he's our comforter. So no matter your relationship with your father on this earth, he's actually the perfect father and the best father there is. The Holy Spirit is the most gentle and comforting counselor there ever is. And Jesus always has time for you. Jesus always has time for his sister. And Jesus is funny, guys. Jesus is so much more funny than we give him credit for. I don't know if you guys have seen The Chosen, but they do an excellent job of, of really um, exploring the idea of Jesus's humor. And I love that because when I picture Jesus, man, he makes me laugh. And I know that that's not just my own picture of him. And he's super creative. And the Trinity is wild 
and full of adventure. So I encourage you to set that as your foundation, okay? So this is your baseline, and if you feel you hear any condemnation or shame, it's not God. He's not here to condemn. That's the enemy. He's a liar, he's a thief, and a destroyer. But our God is so much bigger, and he isn't even opposite of the enemy. He is God. He is Alpha and Omega. So he has created you for a purpose, and he died for your heart to be set free. All right, so all my notes are down here. So if you see me looking down here, that's, that's what I'm doing. I don't want to miss anything because I know what he has for you is important. Okay, so Isaiah 61 is all about Jesus setting you free from the bondage. So it's the, it's the chapter of instead of. This is one of our family's life verses, and it is so fascinating. If you have not read Isaiah 61, go do that on your next time in the Word. Isaiah 61 is all about setting us free from bondage, which we become entangled with in this world, and Jesus came to unlock the chains around our heart. He gives us tools to do that, and this week we're going to be practicing the tool of worship. So when you think of worship, it may be, it may be in a certain lens. So maybe you think of standing in a big sanctuary with an organist or a choir singing, or maybe you picture a young hipster with his V-neck shirt jamming out lights on the stage. Maybe you hear in your head contemporary music playing with words on the screen. Maybe you think of singing, pew, uh, singing hymns in the middle of a pew or turning on the Christian radio station and singing along. What if worship was more than what we currently imagine? All these are beautiful examples of corporate worship. And I'm going to pause there. If you have not listened to the Holistic Hearts um, episode where I interview my sister-in-law, who's a worship leader, I really encourage you to go do that. We recorded a couple months ago, so I can't remember the episode number, but um, it's all about connecting and worship. So go listen to that. That's an extra little plug. But we can worship corporately in a church setting, and it benefits the church body. Absolutely. But worship is so much wider than we could possibly think. And in the Bible, there are over 58 ways of worship that is described. So we are constantly worshiping something. Our hearts were made to worship, and we are created beings who are naturally born to worship something. So if you think of stadiums and fans and like artists and athletes and speakers and how we cling to following someone or praising or um, it's just in us. That's just how we were created to be. So think of just like your favorite celebrity or your favorite singer and how our hearts stand up and like, yes, adoration, right? And, and what's so beautiful is that it's in our DNA to actually worship. So when our hearts are feeling heavy 
or numbed out or squishy or happy or joyful or sad or grieving, we have a choice to turn our eyes to focus on God or to navel gaze and numb out with Instagram or Netflix or Facebook, whatever your choice is, because we are taught just innately to worship something. Do y'all feel me? I need a, I need an amen in there or something. I need some interaction, y'all. <laughs> so as my dear friend, Adam Paulson, who has really paved the way of, in my own personal journey of worship and understanding worship, he says, we become what we are enamored with. So my question is, what are we enamored with? Are we enamored with, I don't know, you got to answer that question. And remember, this is not about condemnation. This is just awareness. Thanks, Jess. <laughs> Thanks for the yes. Okay. So when we turn our hearts to worship our Father, our God, we align ourselves with the heavenly realms. So the angels, there's like a slew of angels all around the throne room. And it talks about that in the Bible, constantly praising him. So when we choose to turn our hearts to him and to worship him, we are actually aligning with a kingdom perspective. So think about that. Do you know what the fruit of that is? It's his fruit. It is the spirit. It is his presence. So we get to experience love and joy and peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness. That is what we get to step into. That's the offering. And that brings life and life abundantly. So maybe you're listening in folding laundry and your heart is numb and you're like, yeah, that's great, Kristen. But, um, I don't know. My, my heart's pretty numb. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. It's been a hard year. It's been hard on everyone. And I see you. And I want you to hear that. He sees you. He sees you in those little moments of folding your laundry. He sees you in those deep breaths in between organizing remote learning. He sees you in the homeschooling. He sees you in the cooking the dinner for hundredth time in a row. He sees all of those things. So what, what do we do when it's everything in us to actually want to go and worship? That's a great question. Why would, why would you want to go worship? Oh man, do I hear that? So our minds want to always stay in status quo, right? scientifically, that is our brains are wired to stay in status quo. So it's so much more comfortable to numb out, to do Netflix, to do Facebook, to scroll through Instagram. Instead of going into a place of checking in and deliberately checking in with our heart and choosing to face the hurt or the pain that we're consciously choosing to ignore. It's so much harder to go there, right? I have a friend that for so long, she was like, I don't even want to address what's gone on in my heart. Uh, it's too much. 
I can't do it. And how much energy is wasted in shoving it aside versus head on with your heart and saying, I see you heart. I see you and I honor you. And I know Jesus honors that space too. So bringing that into worship means like Mary, her anointing the feet of Jesus. She brought her everything. I know y'all have heard that story hundreds of times, but she brought her everything and laid it at his feet. And that's what he longed for was her to bring her everything. Those tears, those tears of praise and worship to lay it down and trust that he has it and worship him. We have to acknowledge our pain because this is emotional, healthy spirituality. If y'all have not picked up that book, I highly recommend it. It's by Peter Scazzaro and It just talks about how the importance of acknowledging the things that have hurt our heart and paying attention. And as believers, we've really lost touch with our own hearts because we have denied ourselves of our feelings. And yes, emotions are not what control us, but they also are a symptom of what's going on to what we believe. So bringing that into our worship space Offering our realness is what he longs for. When we don't take the time to process and dig in, it's like it's like going to a fast food restaurant and getting a burger and thinking that the nutrients are going to satisfy instead of a gourmet meal that he's prepared specifically for you. And that's, that's so much of our lives. And that was so much of my life of, I'll just go to Bible study and get my fix there, or I'll go to Sunday and sing my three songs. And then literally the moment we get home, it's everything explodes. And my heart was not connected. All right. So worship is a powerful, powerful weapon for a believer. So let's look at this beautiful example of worship and the power of worship. If you look into 2 Chronicles 20, and we have Jehoshaphat, who has been told that there is a battle coming. And basically... Jehoshaphat was warned that this giant army was coming to attack and Jehoshaphat encouraged everyone to fast in Judah and and pray. So they prayed. And what happened was that the Lord said, well, so first, hold on, let me back it up. So Jehoshaphat goes to the Lord and he says in his honesty, we do not know what to do. How many can say that? I don't know what to do. Anybody else been there? In your motherhood? In your life? In the season of COVID? In your marriage? Lord, I don't know what to do. The next thing that he says is, but our eyes are on you. Did that fluff over his heart? No, it was being honest. 
It was being honest with where he was at. He was saying, I don't know what to do, but I know you. My eyes are on you because you are a God who is faithful. He is good. He's kind. He's gentle. That fruit of the spirit, right? So, so many times in my own life, I, I have felt that I don't know what to do. I see you. My mom's on here. She said regarding certain goals. Yes. Yes. So in my own heart, I have felt that overwhelming of like, wow, there's a huge army against me (laughs) and I don't know what to do. And I just, I wanted to share this to you with you. So when I was a young mom and some of you guys have heard this a lot, but this is part of where my story comes out of. So when I was a young mom, I, I had, um, a wild ride with one of my kiddos and he refused to sleep for about 18 months on and he was scared to be alone and his little body didn't know how to settle down. And at the same time I had twin newborns (laughs) and a, a daughter who was in the same room as, as this little guy. And we tried everything. We tried super nanny moves. We tried, I, you know, name it, we try it. We, you know, tried the whole wide spectrum of parenting books and friends and family's advice. And in this moment of desperation, I, I didn't know what else to do, but sit outside of his door and read out loud Psalms because I had no, I'd, I had no idea what else to do. It was written words of worship, right? It was David in his darkest moments. And I felt so in line with that of like, uh, Lord, where are you? David like straight up tells God all the time in his blatant honesty, like, Hey, what's up? Where are you at? Because I don't feel you. and My enemies are coming. And so I sat there on the floor and would speak out loud these words that I resonated 100% with with tears coming down my face and tears going down his face, my little two-year-old. And slowly but surely in his bed, he would fall asleep as I read these. And when I, I, I was turning my heart to the King of Kings, that's when peace came. So let's jump back into the story of Jehoshaphat. He continued to worship and just lean into praising the Lord. And the Lord promised Judah that they would be safe. So the plan, this is so funny. What was the plan? I don't know how to do this, Lord, but you do. But my eyes are on you. And Jehoshaphat hears from the Lord, hey, send the worship team out in front. Uh, Can you imagine? (laughs) If you think about, like, I love, um, my dear friend Adam talks about this story And he's like, can you imagine the like hipster guy going out in front, the worship team? Like, it's not always like the strongest guy going out (laughs) in the worship to lead this army to battle. And that's what God told him to do. And it says, and then, and when they began to sing and praise, the Lord set an ambush against the men of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah so that they were routed. 
And what's so amazing is not only did they defeat their enemies, but God gave them the plunder of the enemies. It talks about how there was so much treasure left and God was like, yes, you can have that. So what battle are you in? What battle is your heart in? That connection to your heart. And I remember when I was in that, that real hard season, I remember somebody saying, just remember the bigger, the battle, the bigger, the plunder. And in that really set the tone of, I am a victor. I am not a victim. My family is not a victim. And, and yet this sweet tenderness of, of the father holding my heart in that, that precious time outside of that door, that door of feeling like the end of myself. And I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you and the sweetness of seeing victory come out of that, the plunder, the treasure is all worth it. And he is with us. So in my story of worship becoming my weapon in that night, it was only the beginning. So I started to see that worship actually shifted the atmosphere in my home. And that was new to me. I didn't know that by worshiping, I could actually change the chaos that I was experiencing from being a mom of four kids um, and (laughs) to begin to feel this peace come over us and this gentleness, I began to see hope instead of anger. So do you remember the Isaiah 61 that I talked about at the beginning? He is the God of instead of. He turned that morning into dancing. He set the captives free. He set my heart free. And that is a long story in itself, but it was just the beginning of understanding that he longed for my worship. Yes, he is the battle. The battle belongs to the Lord. That's right, Jess. So yeah, so there was so much going on in my life that felt heavy. It felt out of control. And I was so exhausted between the twins newborn twins and a toddler who didn't sleep at night. And my own body was experiencing just unanswered medical issues. And I felt alone and I felt hopeless and my heart was so heavy and had become numb. So I would ask God in those long nights, why I would ask all of those hard questions. I would, I would literally cry out. There has to be more than completing the Bible study, serving on a ministry team, going to church on Sunday, participating in small group. There has to be more than this because it's not working. And at this point, I had a sweet friend invite me to a retreat where my heart began to feel transformed. And one of the tools to unpack was learning that there was worship in the context of my own personal life. I never really understood worship on a personal level. And so my dear friend, she explained how each morning she would go into her closet and put in her headphones and start listening to worship music on her own. 
And this friend of mine was the most tangible piece I've ever felt from anyone and the most like Jesus I've ever felt. I could feel the presence of Jesus on her every time we hung out and still hang out. And because of her fruit of committing to worshiping him and to stand in his peace each morning, it set the tone for encountering rest the rest of the day. So I left that retreat with a hunger to meet Jesus with my heart through music, through wonder and imagination. And I started to worship God in a personal, real way, and it changed everything. So how did I go from my hopeless situation to um, this starting to feel hope and to feel peace? And it started with that tool of understanding that worship was actually an intimate experience between me and the Trinity and my heart. So I began diligently making it a priority for me to worship in my home. And we created a prayer closet. We lived in about a hundred year old home and the closet space is very little (laughs) in there. And we chose to give up some of our um, closet space for this sacred place to go in and go worship, put on our headphones, prayer and journal and worship. And we would invite our kids in to come and sit with us and listen. And then there would be days where we would turn it up in the living room as loud as we could when it was just utter chaos. And we would turn on worship music and our kids would come into this alignment, this atmosphere. So when the atmosphere would shift to chaos, we, that, would, that was what was like my go-to was, okay, let's put on worship music and step into a different perspective. And I was reminded this morning, I was actually reading in John 4, um, 23 through 24, and Jesus says, um, actually, let me pull it up because I, I don't want to make a mistake. From now on, worshiping the Father will not be a matter of the right place but with a right heart. So it's not about a place. It's actually with a right heart. For God is a spirit, and he longs to have sincere worshipers who adore him in the realm of the spirit and in truth. I love that because that means that this is where that heart connection begins. It says with a right heart. So bringing that intensity of our heart, no matter what, that numbness, that beauty, the, the joy, the sadness, the anxiety, the fear, and bringing all of that into your personal worship with him. Um, I know this is said a million times now, but the first time I heard it, I was, um, it just clicked in my brain of changing the atmosphere of we are called to be a thermostat and not a thermometer. We don't take a temperature of the room. We actually carry the spirit, right? And so we walk into the room and we can change the atmosphere because we are thermostats. And by doing that is coming into a place of worship and honoring him. So I don't know about you, but music has been a huge part of my life to connect my heart with what I'm actually feeling. Um, 
it's taken me a long time to know what I'm feeling in my heart. And I actually have a feelings chart, um, that I can post on here that I use because sometimes it's really hard for me to identify really what's going on in my heart. So if you take that and you have the power of music to move you, um, sometimes music puts words to what your heart is actually feeling and it can be super, super healing. Um, I personally have many playlists about every season. I change my playlist because, um, there is a, uh, invitation for me to get bored with a song pretty quickly. So I like to change it up so that my heart actually feels what the song is, is expressing. And so that's what it looks like. It looks like me literally putting on these headphones and I sit behind the desk or on the floor, I lay there or I look out the window and I worship. And that is my personal time. Now it's looked very different in the past in that season of really learning to, um, step into this personal private worship. It was getting all my kids out of their car seats, getting them into the closed in fence backyard that we had. And I just sat in our van and I listened to worship this one song, uh, of Bethel's, um, come to me. Oh man, that song was the first song that I felt that heart connection. There was something in watching that YouTube video and watching Jen Johnson sing with her spirit that broke something in my heart in a good way of, yes, that's what I long for. I long to come to you, Jesus. And I would weep in my van while my kids played in the backyard and just listen to that song. And that was sometimes the only space I had alone in that season and sometimes that's going to be your, your thing. You're going to lock yourself in the bathroom and stick on your headphones during nap time and just go there. It's worth it. It is worth it. Okay. So if you need ideas for playlists, you can check them out on Spotify. I have a, an account over there. And so I have so many excuse all of the, my kids have all of these playlists in there too, but usually mine will say something worship so that you know what's in there. Um, but you need to find something that grabs your heart and maybe two or three songs at the most in this current season that's hitting you. I will say too, the Lord really opened my eyes to break off any kind of religious thinking that it had to be a Christian song. And he and going back to that, like Jesus is funny. He will use the funniest songs to, um, speak to my heart. And I will wake up with a song sometimes and I'll be like, okay, <laughs> that's an interesting one. And I'll dive more and more into that. Like one recently was, um, queen, their song, uh, I want to break free and it kept going and going and going. And it totally panned out in my, um, what we were walking through. And, um, it totally made me giggle because every time that I got that song in my, in my head, it just reminded me that he is a God of breakthrough. So, um, another one 
which was um, huge in just learning to stand in my identity, is This Is Me from The Greatest Showman. I need a, a hands up if you love that song because, oh man, if you haven't seen that YouTube video of her singing that song for the first time in front of people, oh, chills, y'all, chills. Um, it is powerful to see her step into what she was called to do and sing that song. And for me, it helped my heart connect to this deep place of this is me. This is me. And sometimes you just got to have some of those songs in your playlist to really inspire you. I know another one of my friends, um, she just really, <laughs> really, really um, loved, uh, oh my goodness, Shake It Off, because she was in a season of just not wanting to um, hold other people's burdens and hold other people's opinions. So, all right, let's see. I'll make sure I am getting everything. All right, so in this worship time, it's such a special, unique, intentional time where you engage your heart and you offer exactly where it is at, where you're at, at the feet of Jesus. And you watch him hold your heart with gentle care. And that is what the father does. That is who he is. He's remember, he's gentle, he's kind, he's loving. So here's this week's assignments or actually today's assignments because we're not doing weeks. This is all week long. So I want you to today, this is great because it's going to be today. I want you to find two new worship songs that engage your heart. And I want you to be intentional. I want you to plug in your headphones and go soak it in. If you typically just sit and listen, I want you to stand up. I want you to raise your hands. If you, if you keep it here, I want you to go here. Okay. I want you to shake it up. Um, if you are always sitting in one particular chair, move chairs. If you always listen on a walk, go sit, be still. If you um, only listen in the car while you're going and doing something, I want you to actually be intentional and go lay on your bed and listen to two songs and let it soak in. I want you to have your journal nearby if you're a journaler, and I want you to write your experience. If you're a voice memoir, then do that. And I want you to think, are there any pictures that come to your mind as you're listening is there anything that's on your heart that he's pointing and, and waving his hand towards you to say, yes, come here. This, I would love that. And then I want you to just be aware. Was it easy or was it hard for you to sit and experience him or move and experience him? And what words in the song did you need to hear? What did your heart deeply need to hear? And write that down. Or maybe you don't hear anything. And that is where we get to say, Holy Spirit, I need you. I mean, always we need the Holy Spirit, but that is a beautiful place of honesty, of I don't know what to do. And Holy Spirit, I need you. 
So, <laughs> so funny. I wrote in my notes, so excuse me for the vulgarness. Uh, but I said, <laughs> I totally had a stick up my butt about particular songs. And then I had a good friend say, sometimes those songs are what we need to hear the most. And I can think of one, which is, um, oh, shoot. The Good Good Father song uh, that played on the radio nonstop. That song um, was the most needed song for me. I... I long for those new songs, but there was something that I needed to hear and my heart needed to process over and over and over and over and over and over. And that's sometimes what we need to hear most. So pay attention to if there's a song that you're like, oh, that song's so annoying. I want you to pay attention. Is there something in that song that your spirit needs to hear? or your spirit needs to share with your heart. So write down your experiences and journal it out. And if you want to, you can send me a note. I would love to hear it. You can personally message me on Facebook. You can write me an email. I'll post a link in the show notes if you're listening on the podcast to my email. But that is the first tool that the Lord really showed me on how to connect my heart back to him. So before we go, does anybody have any questions um, that I can speak to before we sign off? I want to reiterate that we have our giveaway and that I'll announce later today of the three package session with me. Um, that is our first giveaway this week. And there's going to be amazing giveaway, giveaways the rest of this week. So be sure to tag a friend, um, mark it on your calendars. I posted a picture of our schedule on the Facebook page and uh, it's on Instagram as well. It's at different times. Each day I'm trying to hit different time zones as well. So um, lots of different countries, Canada, uh, Poland, Australia. It's so cool to have so many international friends. So, all right, guys, I want to hear about your experiences. Actually, that's going to be another chance for a giveaway too. If you share your experience or share your favorite worship songs that are your go-to today of your, I want to see a picture of you doing it. How about that? So post it on the page today and, um, yeah, be sure to just tag me to tag the songs. Well, actually you don't have to tag songs, but just tell us the songs that you're listening to and what the impact was for you too. So Jesus, thank you so much for the way that you created us to worship. Thank you that all creation is constantly worshiping you, that even the trees stand up and worship you. And thank you that you have given us the ability to privately worship you. Jesus even said, go behind closed doors and pray and, and worship. And that is where the meat comes from. Lord, we're all thirsty for you. We're all thirsty for reconnection with you. Yes, Jesus. I bless all of these women that are listening today. Thank you for all of their mama hearts and whatever capacity that means for them. I just pray for a blessed worship time today. In Jesus' name, amen. Bye, guys. <laughs>